Hi there, I'm Scott McGee, your host for the TCM Podcast, and my guest today is Mr. William Joyce, uh, an author, illustrator, and filmmaker whose many works includes the TV series Roly Poly Oly. His books have served as the basis for Disney's Meet the Robinsons, as well as DreamWorks' Rise of the Guardians. In 2009, he co-founded Moodbot Studios in his hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. Since the launch, he and his partners, Brandon Oldenburg and Lampton Enox, have developed a number of projects, including the fantastic flying books of Mr. Morris Lesmore, the story that has taken shape as a book, an app, as well as an Academy Award-winning short film. Bill's new book, The Numberlies, comes out May 27, 2014. Bill Joyce, thank you so much for joining me on the TCM Podcast. I am so stoked to be here. Well, yeah, it's it's so wonderful to uh, to meet your acquaintance and meet uh, an artist of your caliber to to be able to uh, to hear your passion for your work as well as for for classic movies. So, when did you discover TCM? As soon as it came on, because I've been watching like the I guess it was it was was it WTBS or what mm-hmm. was what was it before that? The Superstation. Uh, well, it was for you know a lot of the uh, everything came out of uh, TBS, the Superstation right. seventeen. And then TNT came along in 88. Right. And then TCM in 94. So when, when you know, it, that's where I'd watch classic movies was on, um, was on uh, TNT. Yep. And, but with commercials. Right. And, and then they had, you, you had that terrible brief period of colorization. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you guys are, are all trying to forget. And, um, <laughs> but, and, then, and then it all went away for a while. I was like, where are all the old movies? And then I found out there's this, you had your, this, this channel. TCM, mm-hmm. and uh, so you have no idea how hard I worked on getting our, our our cable provider to include you guys in our in the basic cable. And, and, and I would travel to Los Angeles from Louisiana or New York, and and that was like the first thing when I checked into the hotel was like, oh my god, did they have TCM? And oh god, oh god! And it was so awesome because I mean it was like no commercials. You know, it was the first time other than seeing these movies. You know, in a in a theater or seeing them at home on a crummy VHS or maybe a Betamax, um, I got to see them without commercials. And you got usually you guys had the most beautiful prints, and there are all these films I've been waiting my entire life to see, and there they'd be popping up on TCM in, in this beautiful, you know, pristine silver and gray glory and black, and it's just ah, so it, it saved my life, you know. And uh, and it made me a filmmaker. So it sounds like you've been a, a fan of classic movies pretty much uh, all your life. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, uh, I think my the first movie I remember seeing was The Day the Earth Stood Still, and then I saw it on television um, on the NBC Sunday Night at the Movies, and I hadn't made the connection between fact and fiction yet. Like I thought that anything that was on television was true, and so. You know, if you're going to have your brain melted at an early age, you know, about four years old, uh, the original uh, Day the Earth Stood Still is, is, is a perfect movie to totally freak you out and uh, scared the bejesus out of me. But I was the most – and it was something I loved at the same time. It's like, what's going on? You know, I'm terrified, and yet this is the coolest thing ever. And later, King Kong – uh, Errol Flynn's Robin Hood, which I didn't know was in color until you guys showed it. Um, those movies that I saw as a kid totally made me into a, a, a filmophile. And and though I was a, I was painting and writing, you know, from the time I could draw, 
uh, all the things I drew had a narrative and usually had sort of a filmic narrative. So I went to uh, art school for one semester in college and they're like, you know, we want you to abstract. I'm like, yeah, I did that when I was four. I want to tell stories through images. And they're like, well, <laughs> you know, this is painting, dude. So I switched after one uh, semester to uh, take filmmaking and there you go. And so do you think the, the you know, the, your foundation of, of film, of classic movies in particular, do you think that fed into your visual style of, of telling stories through a visual means? Oh, yeah. I mean, even in my books, my illustrations, you know, I, I, there's so much cinema in the way I make compositions and the way I, I light my, uh, my illustrations. And I even, like, refer it to it as lighting. I mean, it's like, you know, I've, I oftentimes thought of my books as small movies that, you know, where I paint the thousands of extras. But, like, there's, like, Michael Cortez and Hitchcock Different filmmakers like that, the way they did compositions very much influenced the way I would compose my illustrations for the books. And then, you know, what I'd hoped is that people would read my, my children's books and go, hey, maybe we should make one of these into a movie. And since they already sort of were very cinematic, and sure enough, that's what happened, and that's how I started getting into the movies. So I understand that another film that you saw on TCM had uh, direct inspiration on the Numberlies. Tell us, uh, tell us the story and tell us what the Numberlies is all about. All right, well, the number release is our new short film, and it's going to, our book, the book comes out, you know, in a few days, and it's also an app that uh, we put out uh, for iPad, and um, I guess it's on phones, too, and um, uh, we won a bunch of awards for it, and uh, we've qualified for Academy consideration for it this upcoming year, which we're, you know, fingers crossed, but it came completely out of going to see uh, the uh, restored version of Metropolis. And we saw that and, you know, it's okay. It, I'd never, like, I love that movie, but it never made sense. Okay. It looks awesome. And then when you guys put it back together and showed it with that 40 missing minutes, and I was like, oh my God, now I understand. Now the movie makes narrative sense and it's magnificent. And it's just so beautiful to look at. And I was sitting there going, I want to be able to tell a story for kids that has this kind of magnificence in it. Because even when my kids were little, they watched a lot of silent movies. And they really enjoyed them because they're like, it was like a storybook in a way. I mean, the titles would come up that they could read or we would read to them. And they were, every now and then they go, you know, these movies without words are really pretty cool, Dad. But could we watch one where they talk? And maybe one that's color is for a change. But... For us, we sat there and we're like, God, how do we do something that we can show to kids that has this kind of lunatic grandeur as Metropolis? And so I sat around for a few days and I was just like, you know, what, what, what story could I tell that we could use that kind of world in? And I don't know where it came from or where it just all of a sudden it popped on my head. You know, it's a world that doesn't have, uh, that doesn't have letters. I just have numbers. And it's this gray, okay place but they don't have any jelly beans or they don't have any, you know, pizza. They just have this brown stuff that they eat and everything's in, in, in sort of monochrome like in Metropolis and everything's huge. And I, in fact, we even, we found ourselves that we couldn't get the compositions we wanted using, you know, this ratio. And so much of Metropolis was almost square. And one day, one of the story um, storyboards you know, is basically the the frame ratio of a of, of you know a film, but one of the the pens came out and it just went 
Eight. You know, like that. And we were like, it was like the chimpanzees in, in 2001 when they see the monolith, we're just like, oh, you know, and it's touched it, like, oh, this is it. And so we did, we decided to make the world's first tall short film. So our, our the aspect ratio is much taller than it is wide. And, um, and we stuck very much to the style of Metropolis. Well, well, and also, I mean, the, the aspect ratio makes sense because, you know, one of the most iconic movie posters is Metropolis, and it, it has that same that same aspect ratio, so it's perfect. You know, and the thing is, it's turned out really, really sweet. I don't know if you've seen it yet. But oh, I have. I have. <laughs> the idea, and it's so much fun to tell, like, you know, people, it's investors, you know, like, well, so what's the new short? And we're like, it's Metropolis, but for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get this kind of, mm. but, Kids and many of their parents don't know what it what Metropolis is, but they will now because this will lead them to it, hopefully. And um, and that to us is is a great thing to get to do because so much of our filmmaking, you know, is paying a sort of respect to the the films of the past, and to be able to celebrate them that way and then maybe help people find them again makes us super happy. Wow. Bill, that's that's wonderful. I mean, storytelling is in uh, very safe hands with you guys at Moonbot. That's <laughs> thank that's you very much. <laughs> and I, I'm just so I'm just so pleased that you're able to join me here for the podcast. I mean, I, I'm hoping that this will be the uh, beginning of a very beautiful friendship between Moonbot and TCM. Let's let's walk off into the fog together, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for thank joining you. me. This has been thank delightful. Be sure to go to moonbotstudios.com to take a look at the stories that Bill and his fellow artists have told. You can also go to iTunes to download much of Moonbot's work. And also be sure to tune in later this month to see Metropolis right here on Turner Classic Movies. Well, thank you for watching. I'll see you next time on the TCM Podcast. <laughs>